5, The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Does the job. What job? Delivering pizzas. Well, it's not the ride. It's the rider. Right, it's the first time we're doing a bottle open over Zoom. So let's see how this goes. All right. There you go. All right. Ah, oh, there we go. Well, done. Cheers. Clink. Clink. Well, hello, and welcome to episode 65 of Two Geeks, Two Beers with me, Tom. And my fellow drifter through time and space, Morgan. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah, we really are back already, as we're all stuck at home, not much to do, I guess. Uh, we thought, let's make the most of this bizarre period. Try and make a few more episodes if we can, I guess. Um, let's just see how long that lasts. Uh, make sure to check out our last episode if you haven't already. It was a special interview episode with Red Dwarfs, Doug and Richard Naylor, which was a lot of fun to record, indeed. Mm. Uh, this time out, we're tackling a film that on first glance is a bit naff on paper. Uh, it's the 2006 underrated, in my opinion, Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. Mm. Um, not, not to be confused with the 1966 Japanese film, Tokyo Drifter, um, oh, which, o- which also features Yakuza, but noticeably fewer sick rims. <laughs> I did not know that existed, even with all my research, so I'm glad you knew that. So we were going to do this around now because we were expecting to see... Fast nine in a few weeks. Mm. Mm. Obviously, that hasn't happened and isn't going to happen until when is it now? Like May twenty twenty one. It's it's something like that. It's yeah, yeah. it's it's well, tough. So we're we've both individually watched this recently. Thoughts? Just early thoughts on the film. I think I think it's definitely not the weakest uh, Fast and Furious outing. Mm. I'd say that that dubious honor belongs either to Too Fast, Too Furious, or if you are taking spin-offs into account, I would controversially say perhaps now Hobson Shaw. Um, but I would argue it is still the, the black sheep of the Fast family. I think it's often considered the least essential entry, um, yeah. partly because, at least at the time, when it was released in 2006, it was sort of made and marketed as a standalone film uh, with, with minimal ties to the previous Fast and Furious movies, at least in terms of like, story and character. Yeah, I agree. Very good. Well, should we start with beers? <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, beers. Um, so you, you just got a regular beverage because it's what you had in the fridge, which is fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I, by complete fluke, had a Japanese beer in my fridge. Wow. I mean, I mean, before we started recording, you were drinking John Smith's. Which I is... mean, I've got, I've got that on the go as well. But um, <laughs> this has been in the fridge for a while. So it's just an Asahi. It's, you know, mm. it's, it's the classic Japanese beer that you get in uh, various places. But... I only have it because uh, ages ago, a few months ago, me and my girlfriend were having a uh, Chinese uh, takeaway. That's a Chinese takeaway, not a Japanese takeaway. And um, we ordered it online. Uh, and then it, you're meant to get like an email or something to, to confirm it's all gone through and everything fine. Yeah. Didn't happen. So we phoned up, um, couldn't get through. So we're like, oh, okay, well, let's just, let's just go there. So she went there. Just to, wait, wait, you went, you went to the restaurant? I know, so after, it's only around the corner, we're being late. Right. But, um, so she went there to, have, to see what was going on. Mm. And then um, it turned out that they were just too busy and they couldn't do it. But they're so shoddy, they didn't get bother telling us. Um, but they felt really bad, even though they couldn't really speak many, much English at all, or many English, like I just said. 
Um, <laughs> they cannot, yeah, they cannot speak many English at all. Uh, and then uh, they just, even though um, she just kept saying, I don't want it, just yeah. gave her loads of beers, loads of like random beers, just, just to apologise because they were so embarrassed. And so we were stuck with these random the beers and one of them was a, a Japanese beverage which I have here so I've kept there we go. my fridge for about three or four months for this another thing. another tale of woe from the yeah. pantheon of Tom Eames I know it's always struggle getting beers but um there you go got there in the end so um as I said we both rewatched this in the past week or so and mm. like you say I have to say it's much better than I remembered mm. um I mean it's not Citizen Kane <laughs> but I would rather watch this than Citizen Kane I have to say yeah um, but it's such an improvement on Too Fast, Too Furious. Like, Too Fast, Too Furious is is a lot of fun if you like the Fast and Furious films. But this it's is it. dreadful. Whereas, whereas Tokyo Drift is like a, a level above in quality in terms of like story and plot and the way it's filmed. So I spent I spent my Easter weekend watching those two films back to back. I watched this is how this is how I spend my time in lockdown. On the Easter <laughs> Saturday, I watched Too Fast, Too Furious, and on Easter Sunday, I watched Tokyo Drift. And wow. That's the hard bit. That's the hard, when you're doing a, a marathon of Fast and Furious movies, that's the tough bit. That's the hump, isn't it? That's the hump to get yeah. over. And, yeah. and Too Fast, um, it's, you know what? It's not as bad as I remember. It is a lot of fun. Um, Tokyo Drift, maybe not as much fun, but it's, no. a bit more, it's a bit more of a cohesive beast. It holds together yeah. better. Exactly, yeah. Um, so a bold move, obviously, not bringing Vin Diesel or Paul Walker back. Um, and it almost killed the entire franchise, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> a bold, and it turns out, stupid move. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll get on to reasons behind that and other things yeah. to do with that. But um, at the time, would you have ever thought that the franchise would have become what it did when this came out? It felt like the death knell for the franchise. Yeah. When, when, you, when you have you know, a third, well, I suppose it was the second sequel, but the third film in the mm-hmm. franchise, and all the original cast are gone, it just feels like a cash-in, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, well, you, like, you would have never, you would never have expected that years later it would become this action movie phenomenon. No, no. Well, I, I cruelly um, at the time just wrote this off as a load of nonsense. This film, and um, it took. It wasn't until like it was. I think I've probably said this before, but like it wasn't until Fast and Furious Six came out that I actually went to it to the cinema to see it again. I watched mm. the first one at cinema, but like, yeah, I. I still thought that the Fast and Furious franchise was a joke until I went to see six and then I went back and watched the rest. Um, yeah. Whereas I, I, I was obsessed with the first one. It was yeah. like the first DVD I ever bought. Mm. Um, and so I was super hyped for the fourth one, Fast yeah. and Furious, no definite yeah. article, because, um, <laughs> because it was Vin and Paul reunited, which we'll get onto later. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't think I saw um, Tokyo Drift like you till way yeah. later because at the time I, I couldn't be bothered with it I dismissed it as as I say an unessential entry it, it felt like you... American Pie band camp didn't it, it did. <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah it's very much the American Pie band camp of the Fast franchise but not anymore not, which we'll get onto um, no the, why it is important to watch um, so let's go through the plot and everything else first I guess so right. in 2006 directed by Justin Lin uh, written by Chris Morgan so this is the first time that the boys Morgan and Lynn came on board um, and it sort of steered the Fast and Furious franchise um, mm. into a, a different direction. Still not quite what it would become, but this was the first time that um, these two were on board and, and you know... Were, yeah, it, the, start of, the, start of, the start of phase two. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Morgan has essentially... Well, Chris Morgan, not, not, you, not, not uh, me, not me. ...has been involved with pretty much all of them since then, hasn't he? 
Uh, yeah, he's he's not involved with the upcoming Fast Nine, but um, even three through Shaw, eight, and yeah. Hobson Shaw. And Justin Lin has directed most of them, not all of them, but he, and he's mm. coming back for nine, I think. So um, yeah, so this is when it, it had a, a change. So it follows high school car enthusiast Sean Boswell, played by mm. Lucas Black, uh, who was sent to live in Tokyo with his father and find solace in the in the city's drifting community. Yeah. Um, solace. Uh, so Lin was hired as a director due to his work in, we'll get onto this, Better yeah. Life, 2002 movie. Unable to secure the returns of any of the series' initial uh, cast members, uh, plans were made by all the developers to have a new take on it. So mm. they thought, let's make this a, a one-off distinct entry in the franchise. When you, say, when you say unable to secure the involvement of any, did they, yeah. did they try Leon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. we, even, we even went to Vince. Vince yeah. wasn't up for it. Even he wasn't up for it. It says here, well, let's focus on a car subgenre, aka drifting, um, incorporate a location outside the US and establish new characters. So I will say this now, again, we'll get onto it, but this needs to be said now. Um, the <laughs> chronological timeline of the franchise, yeah. it, it later shifted. So all future installments up until 2015's Furious 7 were set between Too Fast, Too Furious and Tokyo Drift. For reasons that will become apparent, right? But, but I mean, I'm sure you'll get onto this, but the chron- chronolo- chronologically, the, chron- yeah. the chronology, there we mm. go, of the Fast and Furious franchise makes no sense. Because yeah. either, either Tokyo Drift is set roughly when Furious yeah. 7 came out, which is 2015, yeah. uh, or it's set in 2006, and then all the films that followed are set pre-2006. Yeah. But then it, if, if, to, if Tokyo Drift is set in 2015, why yeah. do they all have flip phones, phones and yeah. iPods? Well, this is it. So uh, although this was made and clearly filmed in 2006, um, it's te- it is technically set around the mid-2010s, because according to the official Fast and Furious Wikia, it is set in 2014. So, well, and they were just going through like a retro tech thing. Yeah, oh, that's my, that is my way of looking at it. I reckon because it's Japan and they're a bit funky, they just went, right, <laughs> let's, let's, we, this particular suburb of Japan, mm. they just, they're just really into their retro nostalgia of the mid-noughties for some reason. That was just Right. The, they're just, they're yeah. just really into drifting and yeah. iPods. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they really love their iPods in this film. Mm. So uh, let's go for the cast. We love a good cast roundup, don't we? So... Lucas Black plays Sean Boswell, a young man yeah. interested in street racing and protagonist of the film. So, you say you say a young man. Lucas Black is a well, twenty-four-year-old. He's twenty-four, playing a, playing a seventeen-year-old <laughs> with the hairline that. of a forty-year-old. Um, yeah, um, he kept as ever kept his Alabama twang in this film. Um, at this point, he was best known for his roles in American Gothic, Crazy mm. in Alabama, Friday Night Lights, Jarhead, and uh, then in twenty fourteen, he joined the cast of NCIS. New Orleans playing Christopher until uh, that sixth season. So um, he kind of did he do anything between Tokyo Drift and NCIS? Well, when when did he pe- appear in those shockingly all, high, they, high they, quality they, movies? They were all pre Tokyo Drift. Those film, Cold Mountain. Uh, that was that was before two thousand six. Yeah. Wow. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tokyo Tokyo Drifter uh, killed Lucas Black's promising Pretty career. Much. But he came he came back in NCIS and he is coming back. In Fast yes. and Furious 9, which is very exciting. We don't know how much for, but he is in the trailers. Looking forward to it. 
Well, he made he made a cameo in Furious Seven. He did make. We'll get onto that, obviously. But which um, yeah. which which occurs at the same time as Tokyo yeah, Drift, despite being filmed like nine years later. We'll, we'll get onto it. Yeah. No, but no no one is is excited about Sean Boswell coming back as me and Tom. I think possibly not even Lucas back himself. Yeah. Um. You, you will have heard this, which you definitely won't. Um. If you listen to our Patreon episode about the uh, Fast 9 trailer, but we said how we're just nerdly obsessed with um, Sean Boswell and yeah. how uh, in when we watched the trailer, we were really excited about the new trailer, mm. but we were really disappointed that Boswell wasn't in it. And it was it's like, like... It's, it's like, it's got John Cena, sure, yeah. but, where, but where is Lucas Black? That's <laughs> all we next, want. The next day, yeah. I watched it again and I messaged you because I was like... Immediately. Oh, oh my God. And I did a screenshot because I saw, I saw Boswell was in it. I was like, oh my God, he's there. So um, that was really exciting. So he's yeah. Um, next up, Sung Kang as Han Lu, uh, the Drift King, who we'll go on to in a minute, his business partner and old friend, it's later established, of Dominic Toretto, who befriends Sean and teaches him how to drift. Uh, before Tokyo Drift, Sung Kang hadn't really done much. He did appear in 2002's Better Luck Tomorrow, which was directed by Justin Lin, as a character named Han Lu. Uh, and it says on Wikipedia, at least... Uh, Kang later reprised his role as Han Lu in the Fast and Furious series of films from 2006 onwards. Better Luck Tomorrow was subsequently recognised as Han's origin story, retroactively making the film a part of the Fast and Furious continuity, although not officially an instalment of the franchise. Uh, and it was, also, it was also, I believe, part of the Gods of Gamblers uh, it franchise. It was, yeah. Um, no, no, not really. But no, uh, the, like, yeah. the Fast and Furious franchise is so complicated. Not only have we got this really unnecessarily complicated timeline, but you also have unofficial spin-off movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's canon, to be honest. Better luck tomorrow. But you know, who knows? Who knows? I've never seen it. I should watch it. Really. I've, not, I've not seen it. Yeah. Did you know that Sun Kang was also an episode of The Shield? Did you know that? I did. I did. Yeah. Your favourite TV show? My favourite TV show of all time. Of course I know. It's Fast and Furious crossing over with The, Shield. the Shield. How yeah. would I not know that fact? Uh, next up, Bow Wow as Twinkie. Uh, Sean's yeah. first friend that he meets in Tokyo who sells various consumer goods and introduces Sean to drift racing. So apparently Bow Wow is also returning to Fast 9. I don't know if I believe that yet. I don't know if that's <laughs> one of those things where it, people have just said that and it's not actually the case. But I, I, it's true. I believe Mr. Wow himself uh, <laughs> did confirm it recently. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he, he, was, uh, he was Lil Bow Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then he's just Bow Wow. I don't know. Yeah. Is he now like old Bow Wow? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he's had a tough old, coffee. Old dirty Bow Wow. Because he, he, um, in 2016, he announced that he was retiring from rapping or at least one more album which was initially scheduled for release in 2017. However, it has not come out. <laughs> it's uh, not materialised yet. Uh, it's not come out at all. I mean, probably... let's, let's, let's be honest. We're all pretty surprised that Bow Wow was active up until 2016. Um, and it was probably not helped by that, the fact in 2017, uh, I don't know if you remember this, there was a new photo challenge that went viral over social media called the Bow Wow Challenge. Um, I, d- I definitely don't you know, remember. So it started because he, he posted like photos which supposedly showed his private jet lifestyle, his amazing life. Sorry, sorry I really wondered. I, I did not think you were going to say <laughs> photos of, of his private jet then. I thought you were going to say... Jet, yeah. Private However, the photos, the photos turned out to be very much fake and just came from stock photography. Oh, <laughs> no. And people found out and found the real photos. So, <sighs> yeah, I think he needs a bit of a break. So let's hope Mr. Wow returns. Oh, wow, wow. Yippee-yo, yippee-yay. Next up, Brian T as Takashi, uh, Sean's enemy, who is acknowledged as the best drift racer and given the title Drift King or simply DK. DK. Uh, do you know much about Brian T? 
I, I know nothing about Brian T, apart he's, from uh, that he plays DK in Tokyo Drift, so please yeah. spill the tea. No, bigger star than I thought. He's best known for playing Dr. Ethan Choi in Chicago Med and all of its spin-offs, mm. so he does well for himself. He has also popped up in The Wolverine, Mortal Kombat Legacy, Jurassic World, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. So, uh, he's doing alright. Uh, Natalie <laughs> Kelly uh, plays Neela, Takashi's girlfriend, who later has a thing for Sean. Um, not much to say about her, otherwise, otherwise that she's been in other TV <laughs> shows such as Body of Proof, Unreal, Vampire Diaries, and Dynasty. So, you know, she's kept busy all these years. A, fe- a female character in the Fast and Furious franchise. Unfortunately, not much to say about her. No, just, yeah, no. it's just always the way it is, isn't it? It's the way, it's the way <laughs> it thinks. Michelle Rodriguez has something to say about that. <laughs> she does. Uh, maybe she'll come back in that Fast and Furious female spin-off that's apparently happening. Um, Sonny Chiba as Kamata. Uh, I didn't, I didn't realise it was Sonny Chiba. He's like a, a yeah, film legend. Star. Yeah, well, he plays Takashi's uncle, and he's head of the Yakuza, so he's essentially the head of this, like, Japanese mafia in the film. Yeah. Um, He's a very famous Japanese actor, singer, film producer, film director, and martial artist. Uh, Western audiences probably know him best the fact that uh, Christian Slater's character Clarence, in True Romance, is a fan of him, and is in a pivotal early scene he watches a Sonny Chiba triple feature. But also, um, Quentin Tarantino, the writer of True Romance, worked with him ten years later in Kill Bill. So um, Hattori Hanzo. That's the one. So, yeah, big star. Didn't realise um, he was in it. Uh, Leonardo Nam plays Morimoto, who's Takashi's close friend and right-hand man. I'm only mentioning him because he now plays Felix Lutz in Westworld, but I don't watch Westworld, so it, it could be a really big character for all I know, but I thought I'd mention it just in case he is. Um, Brian Goodman plays Major Boswell, Sean's father. Mm. Now, the whole way through, I was like, oh, I know him. What's he been in? Other than this, obviously. And it, this isn't that interesting, but he played a character called Ryan Price in Lost. He was one of the others. So he, he was in it right. for like three or four episodes. So I was like, ah, oh, that's where I know him from. Um, Zachary Ty Bryan plays... Of, of home improvement fame. Yes. I had to put I had to mention him. So again, I was watching it the other day. I was like, who's that? I know that. Who's that? <laughs> and yeah, he, he played Brad in home improvement. Ooh. Uh, yeah, and, so, and, 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 and Zachary Ty Bryan, like, yeah. sort, sort of looks like his skull grew faster than in the rest of his face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and finally, uh, Jason Tobin, just thought I'd mention him, he plays Earl Who, who's one of Han's friends. Doesn't really do much in this film, but he's one of like, the crew, but he's returning to Fast 9, which is really interesting. He's like, he's in the trailer with Boswell. It's like, what, it, I, I mean, I guess maybe in the last, well, in the franchise, it's only been four or five years, but in that time frame, yeah, um, Boswell and, and Earl just, just became really close, really, really tight. And they've, and, and they've just, they've, they've become really close, really tight, and they've just had a really challenging few years that have yeah. seen them age about 12 years. Yeah, yeah. Sp- no, no offence to Jason, but he's, he's aged a lot in the last uh, 15 years. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I also just wanted to mention, um, you know, like uh, sometimes in the credits, there are some funny uh, names of characters and stuff. Yeah. Um, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift has some crackers. Again, my girlfriend pointed this out when we were watching it the other day, and um, it just made me laugh out loud, so I had to mention it. So, first one, uh, an actor called Christian Salazar plays a character called Chubby Hispanic Kid. <laughs> oh. Imagine if you went to a, a, a call-out for that. And um, imagine, imagine if you're like, okay, so you're, uh, you're, you're you're Chubby Hispanic Kid? No, no, it just says on the script you're a Hispanic Kid. No, <laughs> no, it's Chubby Hispanic Kid. I know. It's like, ah. Uh, and the best one, Satoshi Sumabuki, I think it's pronounced. Apologies if that's not the case. He plays a character called Exceedingly Handsome Guy. Ah, oh, now that, he's like, oh, so I'm here for the, uh, the role of Exceedingly Handsome Guy? Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're in the wrong room. 
No, you're, you're a chubby, chubby Hispanic kid. You're, you're a chubby Hispanic kid. You're like, no, but I can. Oh, no. I thought I was range. up for. A, I thought I was up for. I've got the range. I thought I was up for exceedingly handsome man. Oh. Nah, chubby Hispanic kid. But it, it turns out Satoshi is actually a really big star in Japan as well. And I think it was like a cameo. It was like if David Beckham did a role. He's the one, you know, when they do the first race in the car park, and there's a guy in the suit mm. who does the um one two three go. It's that guy. So that makes sense. Um, so let's start where we always start in these things with mm. trailer. This, this is, is oh god! This is where we. This is where we start. Everything that's all this. This has all just been preamble. Ready, set up, go. It's called drifting. What do you mean drift? The cars are lighter. The tires are slick. When you drift, if you ain't out of control, you ain't in control. Still need a dictionary. Other side of the world, on the wrong side of the law, a new style of racing rules the Tokyo underground. How you guys get away with this? And all the best drivers want in. Who's a tourist? Let's see what the kids got. And let's race. But when you live on the edge, anything can happen. You came to the wrong place. Now, in a place where life moves this fast. There's a lot of money. Hey, you're moving up in the world. You gotta elevate your company. The bigger the risk, the greater the rush. Stay away from me. All my life, people told me I don't fit in. Maybe I've just been in the wrong place. Life's simple. Make choices. Don't look back. The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. There you go. I forgot it's actually called The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Not fast. I know. It's like, oh, okay, you're wasting time. The yeah. Fast and the Furious. I also should point out that forever, whenever we talk about this film in, in real life, as it were, we always use the line, I can do the drift. And he never says that in the film. <laughs> no, that's based, that's based entirely on uh, when I did first see this film. Um, and I was talking to some friends about it and I was like, yeah, that lead guy, he's all like, I, I can do the drift. And they're like, that is exactly what he sounds like. So now that's, it's like a line that sums up the Sean Boswell yeah. character, even though he yeah. never actually says it. It's like the beam me up Scotty of Tokyo Drift. Um, so, let's go through the plot, shall we? Uh, so, in Arizona, high school students Sean Boswell and Clay race their cars to win the affections of Clay's girlfriend, Cindy, who, I don't know how the actress's name, but she's also in the OC. She um, was in the OC. And essentially, he, he crashes his car, and, he, and it, it, he does this sort of shit all the time. It's like, he, for some reason, he always gets in cars and, and causes crashes. So they were like, right, literally. The but, he's, but, he's, but he's actually a good driver. He's a really good he's driver. He's a good driver, but he, he crashed because the other jock guy, this is the guy from Home Improvement, he, yeah. uh, he just crashed into on purpose because he was losing. Um, but because uh, he's a repeated uh, offender of street racing, he is sent to live in Tokyo with his father, a US Navy officer stationed there, in order to avoid juvenile detention, juvie, or jail. Um, but it's a bit degrading because the whole thing was... Um, he did a race with uh, Brad, 
and they were like, whoever wins gets to go. And she was well up for it. And it was yeah. Like, Eh, definitely get away I could I couldn't I couldn't decide how I felt about that because she was she was very much you know it was very it was much her, her, idea. her, suge- her suggestion so she's got agency yeah. but then I was watching it with my girlfriend and she was like ugh this is gross <laughs> so yeah um, so while in Tokyo Sean instantly befriends Twinkie a military brat have you ever heard of the phrase military brat um, I heard it a lot in this movie yeah so it turns out that means the child of a serving or retired military personnel didn't know that. Um, so uh, educational, this podcast. Yeah, but um, yeah. So Sean goes to lunch, meets Twinkie, sits down, and within five minutes knows all about the, the world of drift racing and mm. and just part of the well, game. <laughs> there's a moment. There's a moment later on in the film where Sean's like, "I don't know how to drift," and then Hans like, "You just need to feel it." And then he just <laughs> and, then, and then and then there's like a montage, and then he yeah. can, he's instantly like the best drifter of oh, all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. He's not just not just can he drift; he can yeah. take on the DK, yeah. the drift king. He is that he is then the best at drifting because That's he just sort of like he just felt it, man. Name's Twinkie. Hey, I noticed you ain't have a laptop. Yeah. I hooked you up. Half price. No, I'm cool. Sixty percent off. Hmm? Since we're both army brats and everything. I ain't got no cash, man. And I ain't an army brat. All right, all right. Well, what about a cell phone, huh? Everybody needs a cell phone. No offense, but I'm probably not gonna be here long enough to remember your name. You selling a Sparko stand well? Hell no. That's mine right there. When I even pay retail for it. What you drive? On oh, my ride? Yeah. Yeah, my ride's one of a kind. Show me. Thought you weren't sticking around. So while there, this is the, this, by the way, this is the first night that Sean lands in Tokyo, by the way. Um, Sean has a confrontation with Takashi, the Drift King, over Sean talking to his girlfriend, Nila. Um, though barred from driving, Sean decides to race against Takashi anyway, who has ties to the, the Mafia. Hi. He was just leaving. I don't know, man. My God. I'm sorry. I don't speak Japanese. Understand that? Gaiji. Takashi. We were just talking. This isn't your scene. That word you call me. Gaijin or something or other. What does that mean exactly? Means turn around. Keep walking. That's exactly what we're gonna do. Come on, man, let's rock. Make your foot pain sound cool, sir. Let's see. And that's funny, cause. I thought this was like a free country where a girl could talk to whoever she wants. You know who I am, boy? Yeah. You like the Justin Timberlake of Japan, right? <laughs> Leave. Damn, man. You know Yakuza, the mafia? Look, sorry, DK son. Monkey didn't have his banana today. Hey, D, let's go. It's time to race. Good luck, Timberlake. You're the one that's lucky. Tell me what it is. Then let's race. (laughs) With what, huh? Your skateboard? Easy to sound cocky when you got no ride. Take mine. 
Lazarus. Uh, he borrows a Nissan Silvia. Right, I'm going to sound... <laughs> So I know nothing about cars, but I'm going to read out what it is. A Nissan... It's actually sorry. Is it called a, Ni- a Nissan Silvia? That's what it says. Like, um, like, it's like a it's like a it's like a Nissan Doris. A Nissan Silvia S15 Spec S. That's what it's called. Um, for you car fans, we he borrows heads out there. From, uh, he borrows up from Han, uh, but loses his first race and totals the car entirely due to his inability to drift because they do it in like a car park. You know, I I've avoided driving in these car parks anyway let alone speeding on it. You know, like when you've got to go up a level and it goes yeah. like, it's like really tight corners. I've never done it on purpose. Just don't want to do it ever. Um, so he, he, he crashes. You'd, you'd be the worst in a Fast and Furious movie. Like, I know. It's a tight corner. So slow. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not driving fast, let alone drifting. <laughs> let alone furious. Um, <laughs> I don't want to go fast, let alone furious. So he now owes Han, this guy, um, that he's just met and borrowed a car from because he's totally crashed it. Again, bear in mind, this is Sean's first day there. Uh, to repay his debt for the car he destroyed, Sean agrees to work for Han. This leads to the Joe becoming mates and Han agreeing to teach Sean how to drift. Now, we'll mention Han now because um, obviously when they made this, they didn't know what they were doing. And Han is a particular sort of person. And in this film, he's like, he's like seen with loads of women. He's got his arms around like two women and he's being a, a, a right flirt. There, there's, a, there's a scene... There's a scene which is in the trailer where Han uses his drifting skills yeah. to uh, pick up some ladies' numbers. He basically drifts around them yeah. uh, several times in, in rotation, and it, and it works. They work. They work uh, do you know what? It does the trick for Han. He gets the number. Yeah. Um, but bear in mind that when they retroactively made this part of the franchise and put it in a different mm. uh, timeline, Han only moved to Tokyo to get over the death of his beloved. Uh, would-be wife Giselle played by Gal Gadot because they'd been planning to go to Tokyo for years and he was like oh my god I can't believe she died and in the entirety of those films he's like quite suave and and pleasant he's not like a ladies man he's just you know he's just a nice guy and then it cuts to him in Tokyo and he's now like loving it up with all these women and, and he's like ah, that's, a, that's a bit of a str- yeah well, but, but also it's taken years off him as well he looks he looks quite a bit yeah. younger uh, which is weird um, well yeah no, no, our theory is that he is actually just sort of uh, drowning his grief in booze yeah. and women. So he's putting on a front to get over the loss of Giselle. That's how we've retconned yeah. okay. um, some, some, some poor plotting. And, and, and also, if you think about it, there are moments where he's like, I'm the cowboy. I've gone over the border to Mexico. This is my <laughs> Mexico. Like he, yeah. like, there's, a, there's a little bit of melancholy to heart yeah. in this movie. I, just, I do just wonder if um, they should do a George Lucas-style edit of this film. Things. What, 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 what were they? They CG out all the women that are yeah, walking around. Yeah, but also, also things like when they've got the flip phones, like just CG iPhones and stuff like that, just to make it make more sense in the in the. In the so yeah, also like ET, where they replace the guns with mobile phones. Except here, you just replace the mobile phones with newer mobile phones. Better mobile phones. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And because I know nothing like... about I know nothing about cars. The cars all look still quite new to me they don't look dated too much but it's just yeah. when they've got technology and it just looks silly no they should do Tokyo Drift Special Edition where she drifted first it wasn't on Han <laughs> yeah so Han agrees to teach Sean how to drift um, he also learns him this, this one is called... <laughs> he, he, learn, he learns him he loans him because <laughs> oh, you, you, you said he said he teaches him how to drift he learns him good no, I just <laughs> it's sounded posh there for some reason <laughs> Um, he explains to Sean that he is helping as uh, he is the only person willing to stand up to Takashi. 
Uh, again, bear in mind, we're now only like two or three days since uh, Sean moved to Tokyo. It's been uh, eventful. Sean moves in with Han and soon masters drifting, as you say, uh, gaining some clout after defeating DK's right-hand man, uh, Morimoto. Uh, Sean... And, and, and Mor- Morimoto is fucking furious. Yeah, when he, he's when he so furious. Yeah. He, he's, he, he's, he was fast and then he's furious. He's, <laughs> he's he no screams longer fast, for, like, for like five minutes solid. He's like, Rah! it goes crazy. Uh, Sean soon asks Neela out on a date and learns that oh, I don't give you the backstory of Neela do I in, in, this, in this episode I don't think the, I don't think the screenwriters did so I don't think you need to essentially um, Takashi's not happy with it and um, <laughs> beats beat Sean up and uh, Neela leaves him to move in with Sean and Han and now again bear in mind we're now only about four days since Sean moved here as far as I'm aware yeah. I mean they did have the montage bit so maybe it's a couple of weeks max but it's not that long but it did lead to, and you sort of alluded to it, a very special scene. I'd say one of the most moving scenes in Fast and Furious history with uh, Han and Sean. So let's, uh, let's watch that now, shall we? So how'd you end up over here anyway? Well, you know those old westerns where the cowboys make a run for the border? This is my Mexico. Why'd you let me race with your car? You knew I was going to wreck it. Why not? Because <laughs> it's a lot of money. I have money. It's trust and character I need around me. And who you choose to be around you, let you know who you are. And one car in exchange for knowing what a man's made of, that's a price I can live with. There's people down there. But they follow the rules for what? They're letting fear lead them. What happens if they don't? Life's simple. You make choices and you don't look back. You don't drift to win. What do you drift for? <laughs> yeah, I presume at the time, Han's demons. You know, he was meant to be on the run from whatever happened in Better Luck Tomorrow. But retroactively, yes. you can yeah. consider it that he is mourning Gal Gadot, yeah. and, and 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 it follows on from the events of the previous, by by which I mean later Fast and Furious movies. Exactly. Um, so in the end, uh, Takashi's uncle Kamasa, the head of the the, the mob isn't happy because Han stole money off him and there's a big chase. Uh, <laughs> during the chase... Even, even, you, even you sound bored. Well, I wrote down loads of stuff. I, like, I don't need to read off all that. What are we doing? No. Um, so essentially, uh, Morimoto, Takashi's right-hand man, is killed in the crash. Um, Takashi chases the others. Um, but then in the middle of the uh, crash, Han's car is T-boned by a random car and uh, dies when the car explodes. Um, and then to, uh, Takashi, Sean, and his father suddenly become involved in this like armed standoff. All of a sudden, mm. and uh, <laughs> I was going to say, in this, I, lo- I love this moment where um, where Sean's dad is involved in the armed standoff. Where Sean's like, Sean's dad's like, "What have you got involved with?" And he's like, yeah. 
I'm, I'm going to send you away. And he's like, it's my mess. I got to yeah. fix this. And Sean's dad is so impressed with his son's yeah. newfound sense of responsibility <laughs> yeah. that he's not like, no, I won't do the sensible thing and send you away. I will yeah. let you stay here and face yeah. the Yakuza and also yeah. take, take my car. Yeah, again, bear in mind, we're now probably about five or six days since Sean moved here, and his dad must be thinking, what the fuck? I mean, in five days, you, you, you've got me in a, in a gunfight <laughs> with the son of the head of the mafia, and you've killed two people? What's that about? Two people have done my... <laughs> Take my car. Leave. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Sean proposes to the mafia that he has uh, a, a race with um, Takashi, uh, but on the condition that the race, um, whoever, whoever loses, has to leave town. And for some reason, uh, Kamata goes, yep, yeah, that's fine, but only, <laughs> only if we do it on a mountain. So, uh, okay, fine. Strange rules, but there you go. Uh, so now he's um, making deals with the Mafia after about five or six days, um, and yeah, why not? Uh, yeah. Uh, Sean's dad gives him an old uh, Ford Mustang that he's been working on and uh, they, they, they fix that up in, this, in the space of what seems like a day somehow and uh, that night on the mountain crowds gather to see the race um, again uh, this is 2006 when they made this so I don't feel like streaming or 4G or anything like that existed back then but mm. somehow they're able to like everyone was able to use their flip phones to do some sort of weird mirror type situation where they were all watching it live on their tiny little screens. But like, there was no cameras. They were just sort of, like one person yeah, was filming it and then another person filmed another angle and everyone could Tom, see Tom, you're it. forgetting, you're forgetting. It's filmed in 2006, but it's set uh, in the far flung future of yeah. roughly about 2015. But for some reason, they still, they, but they still prefer to watch it on tiny, tiny phones. Yes, because of the retro tech phase oh, that we okay. established before. But but all the but all the pixels were shit back then, so you wouldn't be able to see a, th- a fucking thing on those little screens. <laughs> silly. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's silly. Essentially, Sean wins. <laughs> Sean wins the race. <laughs> Sean, wins, Sean wins the race. <laughs> Obviously, um, so he can stay in Tokyo, and he's christened the new Drift King. Yeah. Um, and did you know? Because because in the film, it's not uh, immediately clear whether or not uh, Takashi, DK, whether or not he survives, because he takes quite a nasty tumble no. off, off a mountaintop and seems to crash. But in yeah. a deleted scene, However, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, is, he is seen being carried away by uh, Yakuza thugs and presumably has to leave Why town. did they cut that out? It's really silly. I don't know why well, they... I, I'm presuming it, it's something to do with that was part of the film's original ending, which, as I'm mm. sure you'll get onto, was later changed. Okay, right. Um, so, by the end of the film, they're all having a great time. Yeah. He's, the, he's the DK. Everything's, everything's great, and then in a in a bonus scene at the end of the film, uh, an American driver shows up to challenge Sean, and he only accepts because he finds out that he was a a friend of Han. In fact, he says he's he's family. Now, family. I, is this the first mention of family in that context? I well, they say it as if it's like a hint that it's going to be spoilers, Vin Diesel, but I. I don't remember there being such an emphasis on, f- on family in, in the yeah. first Fast and Furious movie. No, there wasn't. No. If they mentioned it, it was because of, they were actually family. Do you know what I mean? I don't think <laughs> him and his sister. But... It's, like, it's like, he's family. He's my brother. Yeah. Oh, well, that's really deep. No, he, no, he actually just is my brother. But yeah, we'll get, we'll get on to uh, Vin Diesel's involvement. But yes, Vin Diesel suddenly appears as Dominic Toretto in the car and then him and Sean go off and have a race. We don't see the race, but that's how the film ends. Hey, yo, sir! What's up? Hey, check this out, man. This dude over here wanna race the new DK. Heard he's been beating everybody around Asia, too. 
Not tonight, Twinkie. Said he knew, huh? Said Han was family. So this is where we catch up with uh, Furious 7, um, which uh, finally made Tokyo Drift part of the official franchise. Uh, mainly because Vin Diesel, like us, is just a big nerd. And he He's a it. big Dungeons & Dragons playing nerd. And so having already incorporated characters from Too Fast, Too Furious yeah. with, uh, with Roman and Tej, he brought them into the franchise yeah. in Fast yeah. 5. Yeah. Then in, in 7, uh, makes... Well, actually, the end of 6 is where we revisit Han's death. Yes, so what happens is, the whole point of all this weird time stuff is because Han dies in this film, but then Vin Diesel comes back for four, as does Paul Walker and everyone else. But Vin Diesel's obviously watched Tokyo Drift and gone, shit, Han was a really good character. Let's bring him back. How are we going to do that? Oh, let's just make this a prequel. And it turns out... Which would have been been fine if it was like one one film. Yeah. But they loved Han so much that they did three three films, which would take technically uh, prequels. And each film had Han going, you know what we should do? What? Let's, uh, let's go to Tokyo. Ah. Then they make a note. There's literally, I'm sure one ends with him literally going, I'm going to Tokyo. And then the next one, he's like, I'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> back, back off, I'll get there. And then, uh, so it turns out, at the end of Fast and Furious 6, in a delete, uh, uh, post-credit scene, and um, this was very exciting at the time, it turns out Han wasn't accidentally killed by a random driver, but it was actually Deckard Shaw, played by... Jason Statham. Now, and and, and when you're watching, it was very exciting. And when you, I watched Tokyo Drift, it's interesting. You do see, so when, when Han's car gets T-boned and explodes, yeah. you do see a figure get out of the car that plowed into Han. Yeah. But it's, for, it's like a high aerial shot and you can't yeah. see exactly who it is. And only three, three movies later do yeah. we learn that it was Deckard Shaw. Because you, th- you assume that the car blew up because it was in a crash. But mm. they changed it to Deckard Shaw like pressing a button to make it explode. So he goes for it. Um, so that's why. Dominic Toretto. You don't know me. You're about to. 
So then Dom travels to Tokyo to pick up Han's things in Fast and Furious 7, which includes Letty's necklace that Deckard tosses in the car because he gets it off his brother Owen. Um, and so Dom has a meeting with Sean after the race, which we don't see, but it turns out Dom obviously won. So he's the Drift King, but he's just lost to some random dude. What, does he now just still, is he still the Drift King? I don't know. Well, don't, don't forget, he became the Drift King in the space of about, maybe everyone in Tokyo is actually really bad. Like, yeah. like they're, they're, they're quite good at drifting, but sort of more general driving manoeuvres, you know, emergency stops, parallel parking. Yeah. <laughs> they're, not, they're, not, they're, not, they're not great at it. They're great at this one specific thing. And so Vin Diesel turns up, Dominic Toretto turns up and just shows them all up. Because um, it can't be that hard to become Drift King because, you know, Boswell did, did it in the space of about five away, days. Yeah. Um, just in case there was a weird um, jolt there, it made no sense. Um, we were doing this on Zoom and then it just uh, stopped recording and didn't save a big chunk of it. So uh, we're having to start again. We recorded a good 25 minutes and did some really great material and we've had to start again. So, uh, but, uh, but, but if anything, this will be better because now yeah. we've had a rehearsal. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it sounds like I'm really grumpy all of a sudden. Um, it's because we were having to do this over, all over again. We wasted a lot of time. But, but, and, also, and also, if you listen to this and you think, what, you know, if you listen to what comes next, you think this is awful. Yeah. What we did, what we did before was even worse. Yeah. So, so, so of, bear yeah. that in mind. This, this is our second attempt. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> the, um, they did this stupid uh, idea of um, yeah. including the same scene from Tokyo Drift uh, in Fast and Furious 7. So Twinkie mm. goes up to Sean and goes, uh, uh, mate, there's this American guy who wants to race here. Uh, even though they look really, really young at this point. And then it cuts to the bit where Boswell's talking to Vin Diesel, they clearly have aged a good five to ten years. But how bad was that race that that happened? And, <laughs> and then yeah. Vin Diesel won. Oh, come on. Yeah, Boswell was riding high on being the Drift King. He was, yeah, so shocked at losing yeah. to Dominic Toretto that it aged him a good ten years. Who said American muscle can't drift? Oh, I mentioned he left his enemies in his rear view. He never talked about it much. Always playing it close to the vest. We found a couple things by the crash. Wasn't much left. Giselle. Oh, yeah. There's one more thing. I found this. Must have meant something to him. When you find the guy that killed Han, what are you going to do? Words ain't even been invented. Uh, but yeah, Vin Diesel agreed to make a cameo in this film in exchange for Universal's ownership to the rights of the Riddick series and character in lieu of financial payment. So Han Lu. Han Lu, in fact. Um, that so was, that was I, will, I will say, that was a joke Tom made the first time. <laughs> Thanks and for now, saying that. Now, yeah. now I've stolen it and made it seem like it was mine, <laughs> but that was your joke. Um, so yeah, uh, he was like, look, I'll do it for free, but I want Riddick. And they're like, yeah, what are we going to do with that franchise? Have it, do what you want with it. And he yeah. made and one film with it, was it? He made, he made, he made Riddick, uh, the film Riddick. And yeah. as it turns out, the best thing to come out of that deal was his bonus appearance in Tokyo Drift. <laughs> it was, yeah. Um... So they hired loads of uh, drifting specialists to this film, including, obviously, Reese Millen and Samuel Hubinet. Uh, they were brought in to, to do all the big stunts, because... You know, if, well, if, I'm, if, I, if I'm looking for 
drift drifting specialists, which is yeah. apparently a thing. Um, I, I want Hubinet first of all. He's, he's top of my list. And who was the other guy? Uh, Reese Millen. M- Millen, of course. Millen, Millen, second. But I'm, I'm more of a Hubinet guy myself. Yeah. Now this next bit, when we did it the first time round, um, <laughs> it was great. Now I've got to do it again, and I really don't want to do it, but I've got to do it because it was one of the best bits of the episode. Uh, so we'll see. This is one of the best bits. This is one of the best bits. So did you know? You do know because you've already done this bit. Um, Channing Tatum once auditioned for Tokyo Drift. A sp- what? You're blowing my mind. Yeah, presumably as Sean Boswell. Uh, now, he said this to Jimmy Kimmel in a, an interview in like 2014 or whatever, but annoyingly, the footage just doesn't appear on YouTube anymore. So I had to improvise and do uh, do my own accent. Now, I don't know what Channing Tatum sounds like. So I, I was just like, there's some American accent. So let's just go with it. Okay. Well, I, given, given that the clip doesn't exist, I think the only correct yeah. thing to do okay. would be for you, for you to attempt a Channing Tatum impersonation. I imagine that's the way this will go. Not, not knowing what he sounds like. So uh, let's go with it. So Channing Tatum told uh, Jim Kimmel, uh, I wanted to go to Tokyo very badly. I wanted to drift in Tokyo. I was like, no, I've been to Tokyo. I hear, I hear they've got really great food. Uh, essentially, the, the crux was that he, in, his audition was so bad that he just uh, stopped halfway through it and walked out the room. Mm. Um, he was just like, uh, they didn't even try to stop me. They were like, all right, this is uh, probably a good idea. I started in the middle of the audition and thought, I think we're done, right? I blurted out, so I don't remember specifics, but uh, it was a combination of me just being bad, not remembering the lines, totally freaked out. I was probably sweating a lot. They didn't even try to stop me. I think think, um, the removal of the original interview clip from the internet is the best thing that could have possibly happened uh, for, for this episode. Because if, if not, we wouldn't have been treated to that, you said whatever the first, that was. You said the first time around, I'd morphed, as ever, into James Stewart. Halfway there, was a, there was a hint of, of James Stewart there. There was a hint of, uh, I, I, I can do the draft. Um, yeah. That was... <laughs> anyway, uh, it was the lowest grossing of the franchise, obviously, but it still made... Obviously. Obviously. Million, $159 million or an $85 million. It still made $159... <laughs> It still made $159 million on an $85 million budget. Keep, keep all this in. This is gold. Um, so, bear with I'm more drunk than normal because we've done it. Yeah, because we've already done it. We've done it. If, you were, if you were wondering, listeners, um, how well, we... Sully appeared how, drunk half No, I was, if you were wondering how we're adapting to recording remotely, <laughs> the answer is badly. Really badly. This is a um, shambles. So on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 38% approval rating, um, which I think is harsh. But I think that is harsh. they reviewed it as it was at the time, not what it is now. Mm. However, Roger Ebert uh, gave it a good review. He gave it three out of four stars. He said it takes an established franchise and makes it surprisingly fresh and intriguing and is more observant than we expect. And now Ebert always knew best. How populist is Ebert? He loves, he loves a bit of Tokyo Drift. But Rob Cohen, the director of the first film, wasn't very... Uh, happy with it at all he goes uh, if I were to just watch Tokyo Drift you'd say I never want to see anything related to Fast and Furious again very harsh if you ask me uh, and then there was this line that I thought I saw on Wikipedia um, no citations it was just a line that clearly some fan had just gone in there and done it himself but this gone rogue is what it reads uh, because the film differs from the rest of the franchise in terms of location and cast, this can make some reviewers and fans dislike it, while others, who may not like the over-the-top sequences of the more recent films, actually appreciate its simplicity. When critics rank the movies against each other, it has often appeared on the bottom of the list. However, over time, it has become a cult favourite for some fans, and has been placed in with the top four by some critic rankings, and even at number one in two positions by others. 
with the film series becoming more action dependent and incorporating less realistic storylines, the simplicity of Tokyo Drift has become far more appreciated by critics over time. Now, I agree with that sentiment. It's correct. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, a bit random. And Tokyo Drift, the D was uh, no capitals, so clearly this isn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So citation, in, citation required. In general thoughts of uh, Tokyo Drift. Do I like it? No, I do. I do like it. <laughs> I, I think I like it more because of the way it has since been reintegrated into the franchise, which has maybe lent it a little more weight. Uh, yeah. retroactively right so if it had been the final film in the series I don't know if I'd feel so warmly towards it you know if it had been the film that had killed the franchise if it had been the point at which uh, the Fast and Furious franchise had stalled um, and a little bit about cars Um, but given that it is since by Vin Diesel been retroactively uh, made a part of the grander mythology of yeah. the Fast and Furious franchise, which does which does have um, a mythology and a canon, um, I, I, I think it's I think it's I think it's good. I think it's uh, a fun little diversion away from the Toretto saga, um, which which yeah, I think I think it, I think it holds up. Yeah, I th- it's just a thought. It is a good film and has a great moments, decent performances. I think it's underrated. And now that Fast Nine is going to bring back all these characters, including of course Han himself, he's coming back somehow. He's yeah. not even dead anymore. After all that, he is coming back. Uh, yeah, so in the trailer for Fast 9, it reveals that Han wasn't killed by Deckard Shaw after all, which yeah. they, w- they went to such lengths. They mangled the entire chronology right, of the, of the Fast franchise purely just because the lady loves Sung Kang, yeah, purely, yeah. Because Vin, <laughs> purely because Vin Diesel loved Sung Kang. You want to keep him around as Han, fair enough. Yeah. They went to such lengths, iPods and, yeah. and, and phones that, don't fit, <laughs> and and now after all that, they've just gone out. Ah, anyway. Harm was alive anyway, and and you know, watching Tokyo Drift back, I'm sorry, there is no way that Han survived that crash. He is no. he's lying severely injured, trapped in molten metal. The car explodes seconds later. Sean rushes over to the car. It explodes. Yes. Am I am I expected to believe that neither Sean nor Deckard Shaw noticed that someone just grabbed? Yeah, Helen Mirren and, and, turns up and, and, and rescues him and then my, puts into the same program that Idris Elba was put in to make him a super <laughs> computer double R bastard. And that's what's going to happen. That's my prediction. I think Charlize Theron teleported him out. That's, yeah. my, genu- that's my genuine pitch for Fast Night. Yeah. But anyway, that is about it. Thanks so much for joining us. That is Tokyo Drift done and dusted uh, a second time for us. Uh, first time for you. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. And... Uh, We'll be back next time with an episode that you're taking control over of. Yeah, I forgot what it was the first time, but I know very well what it is this time. Um, We don't usually queue up the next episode like this anymore, but given that we're uh, knocking out episodes a little faster than usual, the next episode is going to be all about, and there's a little tangential link to Tokyo Drift because we were talking about uh, Gal Gadot here and there. The next episode is all about Wonder Woman, um, specifically the uh, vintage Wonder Woman TV series starring... Linda Carter. Yes. Uh, yeah. um, so look forward. I mean, if you've enjoyed our barely intelligible <laughs> drunken ramblings about Tokyo Drift, uh, then you'll, you're bound to enjoy that. So tune in. So uh, as ever, take a, a good old ride over to twogeeks2beers.com where you'll find all 64 of our previous episodes, at least enough to get you through, I reckon, two solid days of confinement. 
Um, and if you'd rather listen on your totally era-appropriate iPod, we are also on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll find us there. Take a good old ride. Um, and you should also subscribe, rate, and review. It's the right thing to do. Uh, we're also on all the social channels. We're doing this flipped to the way we did it last time, by the way. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Two Geeks Cast. Uh, you can also find clips from episodes old and new on our YouTube channel. Just type in Two Geeks Two Beers into YouTube and you'll find us on there. And you can maybe send a friend a little sampler of one of your favourite Two Geeks moments. Why not? Why not? We're also on uh, Patreon, where you can uh, sponsor the podcast, uh, helping to fund our recording sessions, our equipment, and all your money will go directly back into making the show, and you'll get special bonus material. If you, if this wasn't enough for you, you can get even more uh, exclusive Patreon-only episodes, outtakes, and uh, depending on how much you donate, even a mini-episode or full-length episode that's exclusive to you. And please also email us, podcast at twogeeks2beers.com, uh, how about an underrated sequel in a film series you think uh, deserves more credit? Give us some ideas. Send us whatever you like. That's podcast at twogeeks2beers.com. Not whatever uh, you like. I mean, I mean, keep it, keep it, you know, clean, appropriate. Yeah. Keep it clean, keep it clean. But to play us out, I've decided to go for a song which was in the soundtrack to Tokyo Drift, uh, which was also used in the soundtrack to Fast and Furious 7, which was brilliant. So there's a song that plays, it's a really good song, when Sean first arrives in Tokyo in Tokyo Drift, um, and then he bring it back, the same song, when Vin Diesel arrives in Tokyo in Furious 7. And for me at the time, I was like, oh my God, they've really made an effort. They've even brought the song back. That's like proper nerdy shit right there. So we're going to leave you with this. It's called Six Days by DJ Shadow. Hope you enjoy it, and uh, we're back next time. See you next time. <laughs> I get a feeling there's going to be a riot. I don't read the newspapers because they all have ugly prints. Tom, that uh, Tokyo Drift is actually the only film in the Fast series 
to break the fourth wall. I mean, you did know oh. it because we, we've already done this once. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know. <laughs> uh, Bow Wow, Mr. Wow, uh, Twinkie, he, uh, during the sequence where uh, Sean Boswell is getting into his first drift race, he uh, mm. gets into a lift with a, a, a bevy of lovelies, just winks at the camera, just, gives a, just, just totally breaks the fourth wall. <sighs> just, just totally ruining the credible world that Justin Lin and the production team have worked so hard to build up. That is all brand new information. <laughs> bow wow wow yippee yo yippee yay